1: Hello, welcome to this week's episode of TAC Talk. I'm Kylie, this is Haley. We have a lot to talk about because this week was AEW Grand Slam week. Uh, we saw a lot of great matches, a lot of cool things. But first and foremost, we have to start with the news. The acclaimed are brand new AEW World Tag Team Champions. They finally beat Swerve in our glory. Haley, what did you think of the match? I, honestly, I really loved
2: the match. Um, I don't know if I loved it more than the first, but I thought it was really Mm -hmm. good. Um, I'm so happy for them. They're the first homegrown team to come out of dark to become tag team champions. And I think that's great um, that AEW is starting to kind of push these homegrown talents. I think that's wonderful. And I'm so happy for them. It was definitely their time and...
1: Yeah. I was super happy for them too. I was, and you know, I was really glad they got the win in New York. Part of me still thinks they should have gotten the win at all out because I I think the crowd was just a little bit hotter than New York just because it was, I think for all out, it was a little more unexpected that the acclaimed would be in a place where they could win. And here it was basically a given that they were going to win. That being said, I thought the match was great. Um, I also think AEW is in a place now where they have to start pushing homegrown talent because so many of their like homegrown guys are now these like big stars. Um and some someone had brought up Jurassic Express, but I just have to say Jurassic Express had teamed for like months before AEW. So like homegrown, yeah, but like not like the acclaimed who are put together straight out of dark. Max Castor is like straight out of Creative Pro. So it's like they're they're homegrown guys. Uh, I'm super excited. The crowd was so into it. People online were so into them. I don't know. I just I just love the idea of them as champions, and I love that maybe they're going to move into something with FTR. I don't know. Regardless, I think this is – I don't know. It feels like a fresh start for the tag division.
2: It really does, and I feel like as much as the crowd didn't expect it at all out, I feel like Tony was much of the same. Like, he didn't realize – not what he has with the Acclaimed, mm-hmm. but, like, the caliber that the Acclaimed is at, you know? Like, you just didn't expect it. But I'm so happy that they're tag champs. I can't wait to see what they do.
1: Oh, I, I've always been a fan of the Acclaimed, and a lot of people didn't like them, especially back uh, when they were feuding with Darby and Sting and they were doing, the, like, the trash day rap and, like, emo raps and things like that but i still loved them and i loved i don't know there's something so special about them as baby faces Mm -hmm. i don't know i'm just so in love with the acclaimed this was just a well-deserved win and i think bowens has always been like an exceptional wrestler i think he's improved a lot though i think max caster though in terms of like most improved in aew he's got to be like the top of the list and just some of the things he was doing in this
2: match, cra- I love Max Caster. I feel really? like, and you know, a lot of people will sit here and say, oh, the acclaim's overrated. And people still don't like the acclaim to this day. I don't understand you, but that's okay. Um, but I think Max Caster and Bowens, but yeah, I think uh, Max is definitely on my underrated list.
1: Yeah, and I've always said it, he's deceptively big. I've met Max Castor a couple times. He's a big dude. You just don't realize it when he's in the ring because he he doesn't wrestle like a big dude, but he's tall and he's kind of bulky. Well, especially when he's up against,
2: like, bigger guys, like, mm-hmm. portion-wise, like, it looks off, but he is big, yeah.
1: I... Love the acclaimed. I want them I want them to have a long title run. I want them to be champs for ages and ages. I don't know. It might not happen. It probably won't happen because AW doesn't really do that for tag teams unless you're the Young Bucks or just sure. the Young Bucks. <laughs> but, <Bro. laughs> but the acclaimed versus the Young Bucks, the Acclaimed versus FTR, the Acclaimed versus the Lucha Bros. Like there's so many high caliber matches they can do that will really continue to elevate the acclaims because they still have room to grow despite being world champs like there's still a lot of room to grow and I'm I'm just excited for it
2: me too and even though Swerve and our glory lost I'm excited to see this push for Swerve in singles mm-hmm. um, I think they need to put the gold on him asap uh I'm just, I can't wait to see where they go to. I know they lost, but
1: it's not the end for them. I thought, it, um, and I was thinking about this the other night, because Christian is out with an injury. I can't remember the injury chest or something. I don't know. But, like, Swerve as a heel versus Jungle Boy, like the new Jack Perry Jungle Boy. I think that's a great place to just stick them and just keep them held there. Um, because the world title is, like, it's basically MJF soon. Like, that's a given. And, like, Wardlow, like, a Swerve versus Wardlow is great, but I think there's more for Wardlow to do. So just, like, stick Swerve in something good and get him established. I don't know what you do with Keith Lee. I would
2: love to see him move into a program with Wardlow, though. I think Wardlow needs, like, his next steps from here. He needs, like, bigger feeling matches. So, like, a Keith Lee or... Literally anybody. Just I just I feel like you know there's so much more for him to do. Um, so maybe we yeah. do that. I don't know.
1: Yeah, he needs to wrestle up. Is mm-hmm. what I guess. Yeah. The the story here:
2: bigger guys, not smaller guys.
1: Yes. So moving out of the acclaimed to FTR. FTR was actually on TV for a brief second, which was so shine shocking. shocking. I know, but they were. <laughs> they were and. Uh, they were confronted by the Gun Club, who are still called the Gun Club now, even yeah. though their dad's not with them. I don't, I think they're still called the Gun Club. Anyway, yeah, basically, my conclusion was, one, FTR is definitely, like, they're setting up the push for FTR. Two, the Gun Club is better without Billy Gunn.
2: Why was I thinking the same thing, to be honest? I felt like mm. he was kind of holding them
1: back. I think he was, too, and that's wild to say, and I, like... Billy Gunn belongs in the acclaimed not with his own sons <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I'm like, I was so confused because the gun club does kind of have like a like a, a degeneration X mm-hmm. kind of energy to them like that um, just bratty like annoying frat boy energy and, like, Billy Gunn, like, he, he should fit there, but he doesn't. He belongs to <laughs> These two belong completely on their own. Yeah. It's sink or swim for the Gun Club at this point for me.
2: I really, Yeah, I agree. I, and, they were very annoying to me at first, but I've come around, you know?
1: I, I you know, the peak was, you know during the pandemic with Sheeta and Sheeta's robe and like Austin Gunn just being like Sheeta's fanboy. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, okay, I can get behind this dude. And then they put Colton in there. And I was like, ooh, something's not right here. And I didn't vibe with the gun club until this week. <laughs> <'Cause you> know, <laughs> They're confronting FTR. And I'm suddenly it's clicking and like I get it.
2: You know, I agree. Um <laughs> I'm interested to see where they go from there. Um but FTR
1: FTR I think there's something really um interesting about FTR is like the the super honest, transparent, wholesome dudes and like the gun club who are just like annoying. Uh I don't think the gun club beats FTR here like but I think it'll be I think it'll really help the gun club get established because their feud with the acclaimed was it was good but it was for the acclaimed and you could tell i think this will be for the gun club you know coming out of it losing but still being elevated in a way and ftr needs ftr needs something because my god
2: and if they're uh moving to get a push um we need to see them on tv again um it's been too long. They were number one contenders for the titles for how many weeks? I know it's a running joke online. Um, but, yeah, they definitely they need a win here.
1: And I love FTR actually bringing it up on TV that they've I been number no <laughs> one contenders for so long and got nothing. I thought that was so funny. And I love that they presumably just walk around with all their belts. I know. Like, because they get heavy. Like I would put them down, or to have like a wagon and like wheel. Wagon. Them. <laughs> They're just carrying them like this. They just carry around one of those like clothing
2: racks, but they just put their belts on it and just like wheel it around.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like at the hotel, like the, like the bellhops, like their thing. <laughs> Listen, FTR, take our advice. Um, you don't yeah. have to carry those heavy belts.
2: Or you know, like the John Cena like title shirts. Like, we need one for for MTR, but just with all the
1: title belts on them. (laughs) They need that. They do. Because they're going to lose them. Like, you can't walk around with three belts and, like, keep track of all of them. Chris Jericho. his at a steakhouse yeah. like regardless ftr <laughs> on tv yeah where they need to be um i don't know like we haven't got any news about the elite suspension or anything so i don't know when the young bucks are coming back but when the young bucks come back we need to do young bucks ftr again i don't know how you make it work you but you do it you make it work because i think ftr that's, like, that story is, like, their next step. And it's – the gun club's cool, but, like, FTR needs to beat the Young Bucks.
2: And I think – I'm kind of glad, looking back on it now, that they haven't pulled the trigger on that match yet. Um, I mean, I thought they were going to win the Bucks, won the titles for the second time. I was like, oh, it feels obvious. Um, but I feel like it's really – kind of helped rejuvenate the tag division in a way, holding on to that and kind of pushing these other teams and having matchups that, like, you know, are a little unpredictable and things that we wouldn't normally have. Um, I miss the Young Bucks, though, but, like, but I like this new tag division that we're moving into where it's not just completely centered around the Bucks.
1: You know what? I agree. I think the Acclaimed are really, like, the pioneers of this new wave. And I think we've gotten to a point in AW where the company's old enough that we can start that cycle of bringing in like the, the next generation, quote unquote. Um, and you know what? I agree. Not that I think the Young Bucks, anything that happens with the Young Bucks should have happened, but the, I think the suspension of CM Punk and the elite has kind of been a blessing in disguise for AW. Just because they've been able to, there's so many open spots and they've been able to like really push guys into those spots. So I don't know when their suspensions are over. I don't know, I don't know anything about what's going on there. But regardless, I think AEW has really proven that they're just fine without CM Punk, just fine without the elite. And that is such a relief.
2: Well, and too, like, you know, the elite are not gonna be around for much longer. So this is kind of, like, a necessary step, and I'm glad they're pulling the trigger now rather than waiting until the last second, you know? yes, I'm I'm happy that they have people that are stepping up and um, really helping uh, bolster AEW right now.
1: Yes, I agree. Speaking of people stepping up, Hook and Action Bronson. (laughs) I, okay, this match, I was
2: not expecting a lot. I was like, oh, it's going to be fun, you know, I was not expecting much, but action Bronson. Oh, I loved Ronson. it. Incredible. I cuz you know, sometimes when celebrities get into the ring, it's like, oh, it's, you know, a pop mm-hmm. and it's it's going to do a lot for the company and the brand. But like he it felt like he was meant to be there. Yes, it did. And, like I mean, he was moving in the ring like he's fast. Like I was not mm-hmm. expecting that
1: for a bigger guy, like he's fast. Yeah. I loved this match. I think, and I, I tweeted this. I think it's, sometimes I watch Hook and I feel like a mother and I'm, I watch him and I'm like, wow, we could potentially have like 20 years of this guy just getting better and better and better. And he's already this good now. Like Hook, I, and I think he's a goldmine for AEW if they can keep him, which I'm not implying anything. I don't believe it. But listen, if A.W. has a hook for five years, okay. let's say he's got a five year deal, whatever, like the arc of a hook over five years, like hook is already so good and he is just going to get better and better. And like seeing him in this tag scenario where it's kind of a serious match, but not really like it's clearly a showcase for hook and action Bronson. He really shines. And I was like, wow, he can do singles. He can do tag. Is there anything Hook cannot do?
2: I, I'm swearing that to, like, I don't know. And the fact that he's only 23 years old, that's insane. We have so much time left with him. And really from the start, um, I've felt like he's one of those wrestlers. Um, and, you know, he has wrestled, like, not professional. Like, you know, pro wrestling as we see it. Yeah. Um, But I feel like it's such, it's a little bit different. Um, But he's really stepped up, and he just gets better every time he's in the ring. And even now, I feel like he's such a star. I feel like every time he's on screen or any time he's in the ring, like, he just captivates the audience. And like you said, that's a real goldmine for AEW, if they can capitalize on that and really push him.
1: Yeah, I was, and I'm always so surprised by Hook. Um, Yeah. And it's not like he's, he's not doing anything like drastically different from what other wrestlers do, but he's so clean and like he really understands his role and also like his character. And he's just so aware of the crowd. Uh, And that's something that young talent don't normally get until they've had a lot more experience, like relating to the crowd, playing to the crowd really remembering your character and, like, what you're supposed to do, how the crowd's going to look at what you're doing. Like, it's that kind of stuff that wrestlers sometimes never get. Like, uh, there's a lot of wrestlers who are, like, like top tier in the ring, but they don't yeah. never make that connection. And Hook, like, at his debut, he got it immediately. Yeah. Just, he's just, just an entertainer.
2: It's great. And it's crazy because even before he had his, like, in-ring debut, like, everybody just loved Hook. <laughs> like, I, just just seeing him on TV, everybody just kind of, like, I don't know. It, it, it's a weird thing, and it doesn't happen a lot. Um, but TK, please know what you have in Hook and keep him. And push him to the top of your division.
1: He – and this is going to be, like, a bold comparison, but, like, bear with me. He understands the entertainment side of wrestling, In the same way guys like Tanahashi understand the entertainment side of wrestling or like Kenny Omega or Jay White or like any of these big entertainers. So I'm super excited for Hook. I'd love to see him in 2023 move into like, I don't know. Like you could even stick him with MJF. Like he's not going to win, but like you could stick him in there and like see if he can hang with the quote unquote like pillar of AEW.
2: I would like to see that actually.
1: Yeah, I feel like he's being
2: pushed uh, towards like a top uh, spot in AEW, so I would love to see that. Um, I feel like the fans would hate if he lost, but that would be such good heat on MJF. Like, no, great for both
1: of them, really. Yeah, I'm just and Hook. I don't think um, I don't think he's like built for factions. Yeah, like we saw with Team Taz. But, like, if he had to be in a faction, Blackpool Combat Club. Perfect. Hook and Daniel Garcia as a tag team. Like, tell me that wouldn't be gold. Kylie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I would love that.
2: Ooh. There's so many potential matchups there, too. And if the acclaimed, if, listen. In a dream scenario, if this happened and the acclaimed were still champions, imagine that match.
1: Interesting. Um, you heard it here first. So if Tony does this, just know that he stole it from us. This is our copyright, um, our our intellectual property. Um, so, but going back, <laughs> go, going back to Blackpool Combat Club. Before I go off on a tangent, uh, they. Blackpool Combat Club, and I don't want to get too far off of, like, what we've planned for this episode. But with Claudio losing, with Molly being, you know, world champ, but Danielson losing, which I agree Danielson should have lost. But uh, Blackpool Combat Club needs something cool like that.
2: They do. And I feel like they're, as a faction, like, you know, they're all seen as, like, top guys that Mm -hmm. kind of, like you know, they can take these losses and, like, be fine. But, like, if you're positioning them as, like, these, like, really tough, uh, you know, performers, I don't know. I feel like they do need something to kind of shake it up a little bit. I mean, or, you know what? Put Jamie Hader in. We need her. Yeah. Put Jamie Hader in.
1: My, uh, my biggest conclusion is get them away from Jericho and they'll thrive. ASAP. Thank you. That's that's our big conclusion for anything that Jericho
2: is involved in. <laughs> that oh, we
1: cool. like, send him away, please. He's Ring of Honor World Champion now. Like, that's his send-off away from Blackpool Combat Club, it, or at least okay, it should. Bring of Honor
2: on TV, please, thank you.
1: Yes. Well, now we have Wheeler Yuta like getting mm-hmm. confronted by MJF. So I hope that's a sign that Blackpool Combat Club is moving on from JIS. It's really played out, and they need to just do something else. Anything else. Please. Also, push 2.0. Listen.
2: I love 2.0. And they're another team that, like, really used to bother me. But I'm coming around. I love them. Um, I don't know. In this match with Hook and Action, I just... They were so great in
1: it. And they're great promos, too. And it's, like... They have all these online exclusives and things, and they're they have great Twitter presence. And I'm like, Tony, listen to me. He won over 2.01 over the crowd with the sports entertainers. Like that just the crowd loves that. And the crowd loves these guys. Like JAS needs to go. All of it. Goodbye. Chris Jericho and Jake Hager can go and do their own thing. But I feel like the inner circle worked and then it didn't and now every group that Chris Jericho has I just feel like he's holding people back yeah it's really only to
2: help him (laughs) and he doesn't need help like you're Chris Jericho you don't need
1: it (laughs) and the inner circle worked and I understand why you would want to do that again to replicate it see if you could but like I don't know I feel like this the JAS with the exception of Jake Hager I feel like all of those guys don't need the rub from Chris Jericho. Like, there are, like, they were put into the JIS and, like, immediately outgrew it. Yeah. And they did it all on their own,
2: like, <laughs> without Jericho. I mean, even yeah. the stuff with Garcia and Jericho, like, Garcia was already on the up and up before all of that happened. So, like, I don't
1: know. Yeah, and he was on the up and up because people wanted him in Blackpool Combat Club. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, it's the if little thing. If
2: anything, Danielson helped him. Yeah, that's
1: one of my best. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so um, okay. let's move on before I completely go off on a rant about JAS. Um, Darby and Sting still tag teaming it up against House of Black, which we're, I don't know how we're how we're going to prioritize this, but basically. Let's talk about Buddy, and then we'll talk about Muda. Okay. So, uh, like, minutes before we decided started to film this. We're filming this on Sunday, by the way, because I'm getting a hurricane, and Haley's busy working, and, like, we're doing our best here. Anyway. (laughs) Buddy Matthews, um, done with AEW, question mark? House of Black disbanded, question mark? See, I was really
2: hopeful that when Malachi was taking a break for himself, Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, oh, you know, like this is an opportunity for Buddy and Brody to step up. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I didn't think at the time there was a reason for the House of Black to disband. I think as a faction, they're so cool and they're so great, and I love them. Um, and I'm still Team Julia Hart should leave the House of Black, but I and we don't know, um, you know, his reasoning behind this and you know anything that's going on really um but i'm always pro do what's best for you and your mental health and everything like that that always comes before wrestling um so if he needs a break he deserves one and he should take that um but i hope it's not the end for the house of black selfishly
1: yeah i love the house of black and i had so much hope for them um And I think one of the reasons why the House of Black has really kind of dropped off for me is when everyone was just in a holding pattern waiting for trios. And I think the endless feud with Death Triangle, like, I think it hurt both of them. And then Death Triangle winning the trio's belts, which by that point, Malachi was like on his way out. So I don't think House of Black should have been given the belts, but um, I think it's just. The lack of creative energy given by Tony Khan to House of Black and to Death Triangle and to Dark Order and, like, all these trios that aren't the Elite or Aussie Open, I think, and Tony Khan has a lot on his plate, and I don't, I understand, but House of Black was a slam dunk. Malachi Black was a slam dunk. Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes, that was a hot angle, and that was the hottest Cody had been in a long time and somehow it got screwed somehow the house of black got screwed but julia hart and brody king being like a duo i'm kind of here for i think brody as like a monster singles guy i think aw still has a role for that i don't know what's going on with lance archer but if they're not going to have lance archer brody can slot into that role easily with julia hart as his like valet if she's not going to wrestle as his valet um I just think it's such a disappointment that we didn't get, you know, we didn't get a trio's House of Black. We didn't get a tag team tree, uh, House of Black. And so now we got Brody and Julia. And that's not a knock on Brody and Julia by any means. But I just think of all the wasted opportunities that with House of Black. It's like, I just want to grab Tony Khan and shake him and be like, what are you doing? And if this is truly the end for them, like,
2: how disappointing, seriously. But I also think that with um, so many kind of, like, mixed teams, like, Brody and Julia could also slot in there. Um, I would love to see them with, like, uh, Kip and Penelope, even, Mm because they've been doing stuff together again. Would love to see that.
1: Yeah, I... I do think that there's a precedent for mixed tag in AW, and I think that's something that a lot of people behind the scenes really do enjoy, because in the indies, we see a lot of that. <laughs> but, like, we don't see it in WWE at a meaningful level. We don't really see it in AW all that much. But, like, that's something that fans do enjoy. So, you could do it with Julian Brody. I, I'm i just worried that without Malachi, that Tony Khan's gonna be like, eh,
2: yeah, it doesn't matter anymore. I'm to the side.
1: Yeah, and this is the most interesting Julia Hart has been. Yeah, And, like, it her heel turn was so good. And, like, her character is so good. And I just don't want her to be forgotten. I think it's hard to forget someone like Brody because he's such a unique talent. And he's so different from anyone they really have in AEW. But I'm like, Julia. Brody needs to just grab Julia and just be, like, just carry her. Like, don't say anything. Just bring her everywhere you go. Do us a favor, Brody. Do this for
2: us. <laughs> Please. Because, seriously, I, I did not. I was not a fan of cheerleader Julia. I just, mm-hmm. something about it just wasn't for me. But then we got, like, the emo cheerleader Julia, and I was for it. And, like, now this kind of, she's, like, completed her, like, transformation. And I just love it. I think she's such a hot talent right now. Um, and she's really improved on the mic and in ring and I would just hate for that to be wasted seriously um the women's division needs people like that yeah desperately
1: yeah I definitely agree you know we had the debut of Soraya at Grand Slam which oh uh, I was so shocked I was not expecting it but uh Soraya like there's so many dream matches but like Wait, if it comes down to Soraya elevating younger talent, there's no one better for her to elevate than Julia Hart with this current character. Because if you think about like Paige and WWE and Soraya and like things she likes as a person, Julia is like a very close equivalent. So that's what I want. If Soraya is going to, you know, elevate the young guys like all these veterans want to do, Julia Hart, sign me up.
2: And it would be easy for her as well, and not to like because. You know, we don't know about the clearance and everything with Mm -hmm. her injuries. But I feel like it would be a really easy match
1: for her as well, so. Yes. I think there's a lot of things they can do with the House of Black. I would like to see them stay as the House of Black. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that means, like, they'll recruit members. I would love to see Julia step into that leader role and start recruiting more members. Because I think there's a lot of, like, lost people in AEW that could fit there I would it would be really interesting to see Julia kind of entice her old varsity blondes um teammates into the house of black I would love to see her go into the women's division and you know get some people um and I don't don't know yeah and I don't know if Malachi and Buddy are coming back um I know nothing about any other situations and I don't want to speculate on it but if they do come back, coming back to, like, a rejuvenated, very powerful House of Black, and then going for, like, a world title, maybe? Like, I think there's a story there. Um, then again, I don't know if Malachi and Buddy are coming back, so, like, it's just fantasy booking, but I, I want the House of Black to be a thing still. I don't want it to, to just to just
2: go away. Same. Um, and the fans are so behind the House of Black as well, like... Every time they're in the ring, nobody wants to boo for them. Like,
1: everybody just wants to cheer (laughs) for
2: them. I love it. And I love the House of Black. And I really hope it's not the end for them.
1: I hope not. Tony Khan. I, and you know, I'm not going to rant about Tony Khan because I do it every week. (laughs) But, But House of Black should stay a thing. Julie Hart should lead it. And they should take over AEW. I agree
2: 100%.
1: So speaking of House of Black, that we had another big Grand Slam moment. So we had um, Buddy and Brody from the House of Black against Sting and Darby. And can I just say, Darby, I I'm going to throw a theory out there, and I'm going to see if you like it. Okay. For the longest time since Darby has been like in the same circle as a House of Black,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I've always wondered if Darby was going to do a Julia and join the House of Black. And I, it was just, I think Darby and Sting is great and they're great as a tag team, but I think I've, for months now, like I've always, I've just felt that Darby needs to move on. Like he was TNT champion and then he was kind of pulled out of that into tag with Sting, which, you know, people, you know, peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys. Not that I think teaming with Sting is a valley, but you understand he's not in a title picture. I always just thought, like, the natural next step for him is, you know, a big shock turn or, you know, just turning on Sting in some way, I think. And then it didn't happen. (laughs) And so I was like, what is Garnie doing? Like, they're showing vignettes of him with a body bag. Like, he's doing crazy stunts. He's hanging out with Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance. He's getting a spine tattoo. And I'm like what are we doing with Darby Allen if he's not turning on Sting?
2: And, you know, I agreed. I felt like the natural progression for him would also be the House of Black. I think it would be really cool. And especially right now with um, everything happening with Malachi and Buddy, um, it could be really good for the House of Black. Um, But yeah, I feel like the Sting thing (laughs) has kind of run its course a little bit. I I don't necessarily think that it's... I mean, I don't think it's hurting Darby, but I think it's run its course and yeah. did what it had to do at the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think Dar- I think it's really served Darby well. Yeah. I think he's grown a lot um, in the ring, out of the ring, teaming with Sting. Because Sting's a legend. Of course, you're going to learn from him. But I think Darby as like the, you know, quote unquote, like son of Sting, like Sting's little little boy, like he's, he's bigger than that now. Like Darby's at the point where he could take losses and he doesn't lose a lot. And that's how you know someone's over. So, like, you need to reinvigorate him somehow. And with, you know, the great Muda debuting and Sting and Muda, like, having a moment, um, there's no better time to really take Darby and do something major with him. And I think for Darby, the, there's you can push him into the title picture. You can push him against Wardlow. You can push him against Moxley. But, like, we've been there with Darby, we've seen Darby as a babyface chasing a title. I think Darby Allen needs a shock turn. Like I don't want teases. I don't want to see Julia Hart talking to Darby backstage. I don't want to see him and Brody King like having a heart to heart. I don't want to see any of it. I just want Darby to just coffin drop thing. Just do it.
2: Pull pull the Seth Rollins betraying the shield moment yeah. and just have him go full
1: monster heel <laughs> on stage. and then listen and and i don't of course i don't know if malachi and buddy are coming back but like if julia isn't gonna lead the house of black darby could and then you could have buddy or malachi come back and like be upset that darby has taken over the house of black and like there's a there's a feud built in there like and then you could also do so many other things with darby in the house of black i just I just feel like we... I don't know. Maybe I'm just projecting my need for Darby to do something onto the House of Black because there's, like, a in there. And now.
2: us not wanting the House of Black to disband. We're, like, trying to give... Give him Darby! Darby give jokes. him Darby! <laughs> Listen, Darby
1: fits there. He does. He does. He's got the emo vibe down. And I think he... And there's so many ways you could spin it. You could be, like, I'm tired of living in Sting's shadow because yeah. Sting... Sting does the simplest splash and gets a major pop, and Darby busts his ass in every match and is always, like, just there with Sting. Darby and Sting. Like, there's so many things you could do with it. And, like, he doesn't even need the mist. Like, he could just, because he just make the conscious choice to join the House of Black. And to mm-hmm. me, that's more impactful. And I don't know where Miro is in all this. He's just, he he beat Malachi, and then he's just like, I, I don't know. But and then, oh my... Who else could you put in there? And you could have them against Death Triangle and they could beat them. Yeah. For the Trio's belts. Who else could you throw in there? Kip. Put Kip in there. Darby, Kip, and Brody beat Death Triangle for Trio's titles at full gear. There we go. Book it. <laughs> There's some, like... I just... I don't know. And with the acclaimed and, like, everything the acclaimed were able to do, now I feel like I have a better understanding of what AEW fans can tolerate in terms of, like, shock or things that maybe, like, a talent who's maybe, like, in the mid-card. Like, I feel like AEW fans are a lot more forgiving than I thought. And I think redoing the House of Black with Darby, with Kip, with Brody, with Julia, you could put so many people in there and they would work.
2: Who, butcher and blade.
1: Butcher and blade, they would fit in there.
2: The whole SFO like, thing, I'm not behind.
1: They deserve so much more. Put them in the house of black. Put everybody in the house of life. I feel like AEW fans have a higher mm-hmm. tolerance for like weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they're willing to wait for an explanation, is what I'm saying. Or they're willing to really buy into something. Like they were they were buying into the acclaimed who are coming out of a program with the gun club. They were willing to buy that the acclaimed could have been world hacking champions at all out, which was weird to me at least. So I feel like this is something that would be really cool, and if it will only work if Darby's there, you cannot do Butcher and Blade or Kip or anyone without a star like Darby. And them turning on Sting and beating up Sting, what? Listen, and it, it brings me back. Not to not that these are like the same. But when Dark Order beat up Cody and Brandy and that big angle, we could do that with a new House of Black led by Darby. And they could beat up Sting. They could beat up who else is Sting friends with? Miro? Muda? <laughs> Not Muda. <Luke>, come on. <laughs>
2: stay,
1: <laughs> who else is Sting friends with? I don't know. Match. We don't need to take about. <laughs> Who, who else, you know, you listen, you could have Aubrey Edwards come out to like break him up, and you could have Julia going to town on Aubrey Edwards. Like, Ooh. yeah, like you, you could, you need a big angle for full gear that isn't MJF. And like, I'm like Darby to House of Black, like, he needs it, he needs it, and House of Black needs it. It makes sense. Yeah, okay. book it, Tony. <laughs> listen. Look totally. at me. I got water today. Yeah, I'm a healthy girl. <laughs> Overall, I thought Grand Slam was good. Um, yeah. I think there was a lot of things that gave me a lot of hope for tag wrestling, for trios. Um, I would like to see maybe next week or maybe sometime in October because it's spooky month. I would love to see um, something with House of Black. I guess that's my conclusion for this episode of tag talk um and the the acclaimed i don't the acclaimed versus ftr i feel like is it in the future like in the foreseeable future but the acclaimed versus like you got to stick them with someone good though
2: Yeah, we've already done swerve my glory like i what is there
1: I don't know because I was the bucks are gone I guess when they come back but like when is that I I was gonna say you could stick them like in a little program heading into the Canada debut with Butcher and Blade yeah or
2: uh, that's something I do too
1: yeah I don't know I think the acclaimed are over enough that whoever it is is gonna work because the fans love them so what are your final thoughts about Grand Slam
2: (laughs) I enjoyed it um I, I wasn't sure if I was going to enjoy it as much as I did last year, just because, you know, there were a lot of surprises and things that happened last year, but I thought it was great given the circumstances with a lot of the top guys out. Um, I really enjoyed both shows. Um, and yes, I think that we need the house of black to do more. Please don't disband the house of black, Tony. They give me joy every week. Um And
1: please let Julia lead the house of black. Thank you. Um, I second that. It's spooky season. We need the House of Black. Sorry. Yes. It's just a necessity. Um, I also thought Grand Slam was good. Um, you know, it's hard to top Omega Danielson, but the acclaimed winning was a close second, I would say. Um, I I hate that we're already at a point where we don't see trios titles on TV, but we saw pack, so that that's okay, I guess. Um, I would like to see some a program for them, and then Best Friends is right there. Like, and Best Friends Good. is going to be on TV every week, so make it happen. Like, do something with trios because all of a sudden it's not on TV; it's barely mentioned. It feels like an afterthought. Um, because it is because it was made for the elite. And I uh, listen. I think it's weird that Hangman Page is getting you know, like he won the yeah. What was the name of the match? Like the the Battle Royal thing. I don't remember the name. But he won that thing. Golden Ticket Battle Royal. Golden Ticket Battle Royal. He won that thing. And I don't know when the Elite are coming back, Um, but I think it's interesting.
2: I do, too. I I wasn't really expecting that. I was like, oh. But then, like, as people in the ring started, you know, going, I was like, looking. And I said, oh, Hangman's going to win.
1: I, I, I was happy about it. Like, don't get me wrong. It's interesting though. But overall, Grand Slam for me was like a four out of five. I really liked it. Um uh Britt Baker broke her nose again, like or something. It was bleeding again. I don't know. But I I thought that was great. I thought Soraya's debut couldn't have been better. Yeah. Uh Soraya at House of Black. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh. house of black what give me house of black like as it should have been like just tearing everybody to bits give it to me perfect i don't need nero getting spit with supernatural powers and then overcoming it i want an all-consuming all-powerful house of black if you're going to do supernatural spooky do supernatural spooky don't don't half-ass it anymore tony please all that being said Haley, do your plugs before we completely Ugh. get derail. We're already
2: starting. Okay, uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Halian underscore. Uh, you know, I post dog content, food content, relatable wrestling content, I don't know. Um, I also am a writer and editor for Nerds and Beyond. I'm picking that back up again. Um, so check out that if you like, like nerdy stuff, or I do wrestling writing over there. Um, also follow Romantic. Wrestle on Twitter, that's romanticized wrestling with me and Kylie. We promise we have stuff in the works. We are working on things. We are just we're So Hurricane headed my way. Okay, I get a pass. Hurricane I-, I got work obligations, like we're we're working on it. We promise we have some really fun stuff in the works. Um so please uh follow Romantic Wrestle on Twitter and Romanticized Wrestling on Instagram and all that stuff.
1: You can follow me on Twitter at Fuller underscore Kylie. I mostly post wrestling stuff. Um, yeah, the occasional selfie. Everything I'm doing, podcasts, whatever, will be on my Twitter, so just go check that out. Tag Talk every Sunday at 5 on Fightful Overbooked. Um, let us know some things you would like to see us talk about because we don't want this to – because there's some weeks where, like, there's no tag news and we don't want it. To, we want you guys to enjoy the show, so let us know what you want to hear about. Um, like Haley said, romantic, at romantic wrestle on Twitter. It's romanticized wrestling. Um, maybe we'll do a House of Black thing. I don't know. Um, oh, subscribe to Flightful Overbook. Like this video. Comment. Do all the YouTube things. To hit all the plugs? I think I hit all the plugs. Um, yeah. We'll see you guys next week.